Hey, dude, this dog like stinks, man. Okay, groomer, do something about it, man. Hello, you pet stylist. You found the Groom Pod. Welcome to our virtual salon. My name is Susie, and I'm your host. I'm a mobile groomer from Seattle, Washington, and anyone who knows me will tell you I love to talk, especially about my job. One of my favorite people to talk to is my friend and mentor and co-star of the show, Miss Barbara Bird. Hey, groomers! Hi, Susie. What's up today? Hello, Barbara. Hello, groomers. Welcome to episode 310 of the Groom Pod, recorded on September 12th, 2021, in Snohomish, Washington, and Tucson, Arizona. This week, we're talking about doing the do's, Barbara. We're talking do claws, all kinds of stuff. And also, we've got a really exciting eye groom product review the prebiotics line. Yes, indeed. And a mobile moment. It's all about powering your mobile with a cord, or as they call it, shore power. And the absorber towel from dogloverstowel.com is changing my world, and I think you should know about it. The absorber feels like a magic eraser, and a chamois had a baby, but you use it like a sponge. Get it wet, blot off the pet, squeeze the water down the drain, and repeat. It's like magic. Dogs dry more quickly because they start out drier. Saves laundry costs because I'm not washing any more terry cloth towels. Saves space, too, especially for mobile and house call groomers. Just soak them in vinegar and water between pets. To clean the absorber, toss it in the wash and let it air dry. Then wet it when you're ready to use it again. I cut them in half to make them easier to wring out. You can find the absorber towel at dogloverstowel.com. And if you use GroomPod as the coupon code when you place your first order, you will get 10% off. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We won, Barbara. We won. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. We won. I'm so freaking excited. However, they didn't play our beautiful video. I know. I know. I was so excited. And then, like, well, where's our what? They just It was, like, over with and done and on to the next one without uh, even a, a breath I know. in there. And I was, like, so disappointed. Me too. Because we worked to accept our award in a way that enhanced the whole presentation and honored Barclay and honored the grooming industry and, you know, like all of that good stuff and, and added some energy into the evening and they just failed us. I know it. I know. But you know what? We won. We won. We but won. We won. It, we won. nonetheless, <laughs> we are the winners and you have a trophy coming. Well, it's a medal. It's engraved. That's what counts. It's engraved. It's going to have your name on it, or it'll at least have the groom pod. I'm sure on it'll it. have the groom pod, which is all I care about. And you know, if you want to have joint custody, I'm good with that. I'll keep it for a year. I'll mail it to you. You can keep it for a year. <laughs> I've got a couple of those, and so uh, if I have some kind of an event where I need to display it, I'll let you know. Okay. But 
Otherwise, I want you to be able to see it, and I want it to remind you constantly of how much you're appreciated and honored, even if they kind of glossed over our win, you know, without taking a breath. Uh, it's big. It's huge. It we is got big. the most votes. You know, people out there love us and honor us and wanted us to win this year, and we did. So I'm, I'm just really happy for us and super happy for you because I know you just really wanted to have the actual win in the hand and you got it. Yes, it's exciting. And behind the scenes, Barbara and I were uh, on a chat together and we were frustrated with the technical difficulties, but we all watched the whole thing from far away. And just because we weren't in the room with you guys who were there or Barkley doesn't mean our hearts weren't right there with you guys. And I'm glad we only missed the chocolate flourless cake because I was hoping the dessert wasn't absolutely spectacular. Chocolate flourless cake I can get everywhere. But I always have dessert fear of missing out, you know, when there's a banquet and especially if I could see it. But I couldn't see any of the desserts. So I had a little spy in the room who told me it was a flourless cake. Eh, not so big a deal for me. I love chocolate flourless cake. It has so much flavor. It just... I just want to hold it in my mouth. I'm just not that it big. Sounds kind of dirty, doesn't it? Well, yeah, a little bit. You know, I was <laughs> uh, I was watching and I was drinking my own special recipe of chocolate martini. I had two of them. Very fancy. And I felt it. And of course, right at the last minute, I had a glitch because I couldn't find my cocktail shaker. <laughs> but fortunately, I had gone to the Circle K and I had gotten a polar pop glass thing full of shaved ice to use to make the martini and it made its own shaker perfect so it's perfect you know so i was able to solve the problem without freaking out and um my chocolate martinis were excellent and uh, certainly i got a buzz that's for sure well while i was listening to them announce it for the what fifth year now it was really fun to hear the room cheer for us. That was really a nice moment. The, the room went crazy, and I could hear that it was louder than everybody else. The Ruffin got a good cheer, too. And, of course, our uh, traveling groomers friends. It was so much fun, and I'm so happy. Uh, thank you, everybody, for voting for us. And, uh, well, tuning in every week and all of that. It's very important. We love you guys. We do. So what's going on? I have a thing, and I'm going to discuss it here, you know, because it's just private between you and I, and nobody else can hear it. It's a little <laughs> bit weird, uh, and I don't know what to do. So? I think I have a client that is working a credit card scheme. Oh! Yeah, and I'm not sure what to do, because every time I go, he has a brand new credit card that he's ripping the back sticker off of. He is not an American. His name is very difficult to spell. And he never has given me his full name. And when I looked back on my square receipts, each one of these credit cards has a slightly different spelling of his name. But you are getting paid and it is going through to your bank. Yes. So are you a cop? Do you need to be a credit card cop or do you just need to accept payment? I don't know. 
that's where my moral dilemma is. I don't feel right. Like, I feel like I should ask for cash because I feel like I'm facilitating a... Oh, come on. This is a gray area for me. I know. I, I Well, I understand. There's a... The morality is important these days, especially. In this little program that I'm kind of involved with, it's important to be able to feel good about yourself, about what you do, and, and to be, you know, well, kind of try to live mostly an honest life. And when I was a drug crime dealer... Crime-free. You mean a crime-free... Well, when I was a drug dealer, I thought I was, you know, the cat's ass, excuse that expression. I thought I was pretty darn cool because I never stole anything and I was, you know, the good guy buying everybody all kinds of food and stuff like that. But in reality, people were stealing all over the place to then give me the cash to get the drugs. And I was really hit by that after I sobered up. I feel a little bit like this is triggering that same kind of feeling. And I feel like I could ask for cash and take myself out of the loop because then I don't know that... It seems a little obvious to me something fishy is going on here and I don't know that I want to be a part of it. But the dog is a million years old and I'm sympathetic to the dog. Help. I think it's just like totally up to you. I think you could go either way and you know, and be okay. I don't think you need to overthink it. Just ask for cash if that's what's going to make you comfortable. On the other hand, just make a break with your criminal past and not... (laughs) It haunts me. And not let it haunt you. There's crime all over the place. And it's not your job. I don't know that any of us are totally untouched by crime. You know, you never know how somebody got the money to get their dog groomed. Right. You don't ask that source. You don't ask everybody. You don't ask, I mean, there are some groomers that ask for cash. But when you ask for cash, you tend to get less tips. When I was a kid, I used to party on my parents' boat. And I was very careful to leave it exactly as it was. There were no stains. There were no bottles of beer left open. There was no evidence I was ever on that boat. My niece partied on my mother's boat as well. And she left evidence all over the place. And I was the one who found it and busted her. I feel like this guy is being extremely lazy to continuously use charge after charge after charge these oddly spelled named credit cards. I don't know. I feel like you got to be a smarter. I feel, I don't know, maybe it's the private detective in me. I feel, it is. Yes. It is. <laughs> you know, like, stop that shit. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. Don't investigate everybody. Don't overthink everybody's source of income. I mean, if you do it to this guy, you got to do it to everybody. Right. Just because you can see it. Whereas maybe somebody else might not have or not given it a thought, it doesn't obligate you okay. to bust his chops. Okay. Thank you. See, I come to you <laughs> because you're my source of reasonable thinking. Well, I mean, I want you to have morality, but you can't be a holier-than-thou bitch, you know? like It seems to happen to us when we go from one side to the other. Okay, we're safe.
Okay, so now that I am absolved, now that I have confessed and I have absolved myself of the burden of the credit card scam, <laughs> what have you done this week? Well, you know, I I was writing. Oh, well, that's cool. I have been trying to re-engage with uh, writing things that I'm going to put in the next edition of the Beyond Sense and Scent. Uh, so I can do that, and I can post it to the blog, too. And that that's kind of valuable. But, you know, I want to tell you, Facebook just, like, triggers so many thoughts. <laughs> it can just, like, take up so much of your time just responding and clarifying and trying to, there again, be a beacon of ethics and morality online. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah it's a pot calling kettle black <laughs> yeah i know so but i was very proud that i was able to complete writing out the notes to accompany our little episode on fast drying equation or and actually that should be efficient drying equation and efficient drying is faster you know but fast is going to catch the attention of our audience. So I, I understand that, you know, I went but with it, it was fun equation for speedy drying. Cause I like the word speedy. Yeah. yeah. And I liked uh, working that. So I got another blog post up and that's a good feeling. So that was one of my major accomplishments. I, I don't think my readers appreciate that. I don't just like whip out these articles Writing, you know, I'm 81 years old. I have to think it out. And my thinking isn't quite as fast as it might have been 10 years ago. Sometimes I can sit there. I, it can take me an hour to make up a sentence. It's not that I'm struggling with the sentence. It's that I'm thinking about what am I going to say and how am I going to say it in a, in a few words. I've worked hard to become less wordy. You know, when I first started writing, I had to write down, I had to put down everything that was in my mind about that. And now I've learned that that gets boring and people don't don't hang on to it, especially when you're writing blog posts. It's not a book, you know. And so I want to extend and expand some of the information in the book, but I don't want to draw people all into really boring technicalities. Just enough to increase their overall information. I always have eight sentences going through my head at one time, and I forget which one I've said and which one I haven't. So I will skip ahead in the subject matter without having shared the rest of the information with the party I'm talking to. That's my biggest problem. I, I forget that everyone isn't in my own head listening to the entire conversation, that I'm only spitting out parts of the conversation I'm having in there. It's an amazing place, that is. In yeah, I know, I know. I would be afraid to be in your head, I'm telling you. Terry has a <laughs> difficult time because I constantly think I've told him and I've just thought it in my head. <laughs> oh, I do that about house cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> I lay in bed and I imagine house cleaning. Then I get up and go to the bathroom and it's not clean. What the fuck? <laughs> you have to get the elves in at night. <laughs> so what do you say we take a break and move on to our first appointment, which is all about doing the do's. Room pack. 
let me tell you about the newest thing from Best Shots Ultramax Pro line. I'm seriously stoked about these products. First up is Ultramax Hair Hold Spray. It's a mindfully created aerosol-free styling spray. It's flexible and can be layered on for a stronger hold. It's quick drying and has the Ultramax Delicate Sweet Pea Fragrance. Next up is my favorite new product in a long time. It's called the Max and I love it to the max. It's a fragrance-free ultra-concentrate conditioner and detangler. It's so concentrated that one small bottle makes 10 quarts. It reduces drying time, extends manageability, and aids you in achieving optimal coat performance. Mats and tangles brush away more easily, and it turns your recirculator into a de-shedding machine. Just a few drops in the final rinse or spray it on and dry it in. It's amazing. Check it all out at ultramaxpro.com and see why Barbara and I are so excited. That's ultramaxpro.com. Contact your favorite Best Shot distributor and order some Max and Hair Hold Spray today. For over 30 years, Best Shot has been making masterpieces out of nightmares in record time. Made from the best stuff on earth. I'd like to add something to that commercial. Because one of the things that I uh, kind of grappled with this week on Facebook was the concept of two-in-one conditioning shampoos. Because there's a lot of old information, old belief going around out there that two-in-one conditioning shampoos are not effective and that you lose cleaning value when you add conditioning value. And, you know, first of all, that's totally not true because technology has advanced such that you can, that there are ingredients that can be added to shampoos that now deposit conditioning as well as clean and remove dirt. And one of the ways that I create conditioning shampoo in my bathing beauty recirculating system is to add a dash of diluted max conditioner. There are a whole lot of dogs that don't need a full rinse through creamy conditioner that just need some coat protection and smoothing and detangling and moisture holding. And that's what the max does. And it works within a shampoo I'm just going to say that that one of the uses that Best Shot doesn't really advocate this use or promote this use of that product, but I use it in a shampoo to make a conditioning shampoo that I can just rinse away and still have some conditioning value and go on. And if I need a little bit more at the table, I can spray on some more Max or some Ultra Max. So there. And darn it, they didn't win their category in the Honors Awards, and I'm sad about that. I'm sad about that, too, because it really is an an evolutionary product. I concur. I really... You know, it's, you know, like, what, one of the things that distinguishes the Max from other uh, concentrated silicones is that the Max is water-soluble. It is not an oil. It is actually water-soluble, so it mixes up with the water in a different way. Uh, all the others, like the answer and the, uh, the stuff and da-da-da-da-da, 
white uh, isonite, those are all uh, oils that need emulsification within the product. And then what happens is that when they're added to the, in the coat, the emulsification breaks down and the oil deposits. The max is actually water soluble, so it applies more evenly, more lightly. It's just an evolved stuff. Yeah, I had the uh, preconceived notion that the old Pert Plus kind of shampoos, the two-in-ones, didn't clean and didn't actually condition as well. But you pointed out every shampoo has a little conditioning in it these days. Well, also, you cannot judge products in 2021 by assumptions and experiences that you had in 1990. Amen. Science isn't static. It is ever-evolving. Those scientists are always working on the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And not only have they discovered a way to create an effective and water-soluble silicone, but they have also discovered how to deliver it to the hair and how to have it work in a dilutable product. And so all of the technology that has developed since those first kind of awkward phases of developing the PERT Plus, it, it, it now is available in a state-of-the-art product. There you go. It ain't the same as what you thought. And I, you know, like I used to say, you can't have good cleaning and good conditioning and they contradict each other. But I no longer affirm that because it is no longer true. Ready, groomers? Here comes our first appointment. Pesky dew claws. I wish nature would hurry up and get rid of them because... What are they doing there? They don't even really serve any purpose anymore. And they annoy me, the groomer. Barbara, the ones that drive me the most crazy are the little teeny tiny dogs that have the dew claws that seem to be inset into the dog's bone. Figgy, my little rent-a-dog, the dog that stays with me one week a month, she has those horrible teeny tiny minuscule inset dew claws. They're either that or they're completely detached, hanging by a string so you could just take them right off with a seven blade. Ew. 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 And I have. Me too. I have as well. And I have. Yes. And it was a brand new customer, and I never saw them again. (laughs) And I don't blame them. Yes, I know. know, That's really traumatic when something like that happens to us. I I know. I, I just wish all grooming accidents would happen with customers that you have a good established trusting relationship because then you can move on when it's a first-time customer there's no win-win you just kind of wave at them as they leave and say yeah it was thanks. nice knowing you <laughs> yeah, like, see you not yes <laughs> i hate them too and what's happened to me is that my hands are so bad that the process of kind of lifting the dew claw away from the paw triggers my trigger finger and pain in my hands and up, you know, like I get the claw thing happening with my hand and I can't 
And of course, Yvonne is trying very hard to do nails and she doesn't like to do them either. Dave does them, but doesn't take off enough. And what about those ones that curl around and go back into the skin? Oh, they're so gross. Yeah. Is that a veterinary situation or is that a groomer situation? If they're at the groomer, take it off, cut it open, then let them go to the vet afterwards because that dog's in pain. That's an open wound with an owie in it. And really, there's, it may bleed a little bit, but it's so far away from the heart. The dog's not going to bleed out, but then wrap it and send them to the vet, but cut it. Get it off of there. That's my opinion anyway. I do them. I cut them and I have special veterinary nail scissors and they have very sharp, slightly curved tips that don't, that cross each other, that don't come together. And they're called white nail scissors, 4.5 inches. Oh. But. White like the color? White like the color. And I figured out that it was Mr. White or Dr. (laughs) White who (laughs) developed the first ones. But the, the entire industry refers to these small, straight, these small curvy tip. Uh, nail scissors and you have to look at for nail scissor if you look for veterinary nail scissor on a search you'll come up with these white nail scissors and the ones on Amazon appear to be cheap knockoffs that don't get very many stars yeah bummer I I rarely discourage people from buying something on Amazon, but I I was so happy to find them. And then I read the reviews and they're getting like two and three stars and these things are crap and mine broke right away and they're dull and, you know, like stuff like that. I'm saying, you know what? These are cheap knockoffs of the veterinarians. So I went on... Um, you can. I would go to a veterinary supply, or in my case, I found on eBay a surgical supply place that has them, and they're twice as much money. They're thirteen dollars. It's versus six something on Amazon. Thirteen dollars, but they're the real deal. And I just bought a pair off of eBay. I had to do that because I have two pairs of these white curved tip nail scissors and one of them is old and dull and the other one is good and they've gotten mixed up. Ugh. Send them and to the I, sharpener. That stuff is all sharpenable. Oh yeah? Yeah. Well, the, I, the doctor's I, I offices sharpen them. So sharpen them. Oh, oh, I will. Yeah, well, and if you get them both sharpened, you'll know pretty darn quick which ones are the good ones. Well, I meanwhile, I bought a new one on, on eBay, and I thought I would put some red plastic tape on the shank and be clear that these are the good ones. And um, then I'll go. I will. I'll take you up on that. I'll get those uh, sharpened. You ever use tools like from a toolkit tools? Like in this case, the wire dikes, the little nippers that cut, um, they're just straight wire cutters. Take that nail right off. So I've got a pair of those. I think it's important to have an arsenal of possible 
options for tools. Yeah. Yeah. Well, say what, why I, I, I use these very sharp, pointy, curved scissors, nail scissors for those that are grown around, grown back into the skin because you can slip one side of the, of the clipper under that nail. When you have these, they look like they're the same, but the tips are connected when you, they, you know, they don't, the tips don't. Yes. They don't cross. They don't. They don't cross. Yeah. So you can't, you, and they, they're just a circle and you have to insert the nail into this circle of. Oh, I hate those. Of blades. You the, can't, I hate those. The guillotine the, type. Or the guillotine type, I definitely, I don't even use those at all. Me either. Those were, uh uh-uh. But uh, the other thing that I found for cutting, when, for scissoring or cutting grown in Duclos is a product that I got from Chewy. And it's called uh, Super Clot Syptic gel. Yeah. It is so much better than a powder. Um, and you can use this gel, you can put it on the nail and on the wound part. And uh, it's really easy to work with. It's not as messy as just like trying to put a bunch of powder on those two areas. I really like this super clot gel. And the only place I found it is that chewy. I've noticed that some of the dogs don't like you to mess with their dew claws. And I think it's because of the way you're holding the foot. Or in a lot of cases, the way the groomer before you held the dog's foot. And you've got to let the dog kind of tell you what position is going to work best for you to get in there and get that dew claw. And sometimes it means coming from the back. Sometimes it means bending the paw backwards and trying to come at it that way. Sometimes it means reaching the foot all the way forward and getting it out front. But don't try to horse the foot around because there's certain directions that the wrist on a dog is not meant to go. And if you twist them that way, the dog isn't really going to let you know because it's not that painful. But doing that repeatedly time and time again is like aversion therapy for getting your dew claws done. So read yeah. the dog, you know, watch what he's doing, watch his body language, his or her, and make sure you're making it comfortable for them when you're getting those dew claws and never cut it unless you can see it. Amen. Yeah. Never cut anything unless you can see it. That's right. Yeah. I know that goes for tummies too, and I tend to do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you clip a perm. <laughs> Very true. I know. That's how you that's how you clip a burn and that's how accidents happen. Sometimes in getting the dew claws, I go to the inside of the opposite foot. I hold the foot up and go for the inside of the opposite foot. Yes. Instead that's of great. Yeah, that's a one way to get to those yep. um to those dew claws. And for those shih tzus, that's a good way to go because they they bend better that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cringe when I see some people the way they pick up back legs and and pull them away from the body to get the nails. Please don't do that. Hold that leg straight up in the joint. You yes. know, like 
bend it in its natural way. Don't pull it out from the body. I know. Because that can be very uncomfortable for the dog. And you can actually, like, dislocate something there, the knee or the hip, uh, on a dog that might have a pre-existing condition. Very much so. Uh, how about some of those dogs with the multiple dew claws everywhere, like the Great Pyrenees or the Newfoundlands where they've got dew claws on top of dew claws. They have little pads and two dew claws up there and then another couple in the back. Oh, I just think, do you charge extra for that? Well, I charge extra for those dogs, period. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If those dogs came in for just a nail clip, they'd be twice as much because there's twice as many nails trim and you know it's a big job there's a lot of them some of those dogs man they got a lot of dew claws so that brings me around to the feline aspect of dew claws cat dew claws are really challenging because it's hard to avoid the mouth the sudden unexpected attack if you're trying to get the dew claws. That's, I think, the biggest risk Elizabeth with collar. Yes, the e-collar is this. so important for that. Yeah, yeah. Or cat muzzle if, you're, if you know your cat. Yep, sometimes they get really curled around. I think I've seen more curled around cat dew claws than I have dog dew claws. And they'll embed and they'll get, I know this is not a word, pussy. <laughs> I think pussy is a word. How do you spell it? P-U-S-S-Y. Yeah, that's no. pussy. <laughs> that's pussy. P-U-S-S-I-E, pussy. Yeah, maybe. The vet told me that I couldn't write it in the medical records because it wasn't really a word. <laughs> so I've always remembered that whenever I think of it. But they'll get infected. And if that happens, I definitely would send them to the vet afterwards. When you trim cat nails... They get a very sharp point at the end, and then that's how come they go so easily right into the skin of the cat. I mean, I've seen some really horrendous ones. Then I've got the cat with the dew claws between each of the toes, the polydactyl cat. Oh, no. Oh, oh. Why did nature do that? What point is that? There is no good. Crazy dew claws. And do you ever try to Dremel dew claws? I can't. It is so awkward. I can Dremel all of the front nails, but I can't Dremel a Yeah, I don't try. So the answer to that is no. <laughs> While we were on cat nails, you know how when your cat gets old and the sheath doesn't shed over the top of the nail anymore? Yeah. And it makes that really super duper thick nail. Thick. Yeah, that's challenging. What do you do for those? Do you have a solution for that? Do you use those curved tip white nail trimmers for that? Well, I definitely use the curved tip white nail scissors for cat dew claws. And they're good for cat claws. Uh, they're very sharp. And you can see exactly what you're cutting with them. Um, they don't have a lot of metal that covers up the nail. And so I use those on cats often. But fortunately, I no longer groom cats. No, that's right. Well, I had... Elvis, the 19-year-old cat that the guy paid me so much to go so out of my area to do, which now I'm doing that all the time. I don't know why I decided, but whatever. I charge him a lot, so it's okay. But he had ingrown dew claws, and they were so painful that the first time I went there, just getting the nails out of embedded from his skin 
made it so that he didn't like me very much the second time I came to do his nails. We've gotten past that, though. And now he's been, this last time I went, I brought the soft e-collar and I had the guy hold him and we took the nails right off and the cat never made a peep and it was extremely successful. And yeah, hey. once again, an arsenal of different options. For You're the trimming. best, Susie. Uh, that's my forte. That Just that little thing that I do better than some is I've got the good energy and I think they really respond to it. Okay, let's take a break and then we'll be back with an exciting back to school segment. Everybody's hands are shaped differently. Mine certainly are. It can be hard to find the perfect shear, but there is a solution. Evolution shears are fully customizable with fixed ring, single, or double swivels. I like the double swivels best. They are all designed to prevent the repetitive stress injuries that occur as we groom. Evolution uses high-quality materials, and the shears come in curves, straights, thinners, and chunkers. There's a small learning curve, but the staff at Evolution will guide you through. You can put your hands on a pair of Evolution shears at most grooming shows, but if you're not going to a show, go online to evolutionshears.com or call them at 877-560-3057 and buy yourself a pair. Be sure to ask for Chris. She's the cat's pajamas. Ron and Abby are super cool too. But wait, mention the Groom Pod when you place your order or put Groom Pod in the coupon code on the Evolution website and you'll receive $10 off each pair of shears. How cool is that? Darn it, Evolution shears didn't win their category, but they're tops in my book. Amen. Groomers, take your seats. School is about to begin. This is very exciting, Barbara. We have a product review, and it's one that people have been dying to hear about. So tell us about it. Okay, well, I have been using and looking closely at the iGroom Prebiotic Shampoo and Conditioner. And I, I am really excited about these products. And basically, I, I give them a huge thumbs up. For one thing, the product became available right when my personal journey has drifted toward uh, maintaining healthy skin and prebiotic and probiotic things. Yeah. So I, I myself am doing, I've always been kind of a, a yogurt fan and I eat a lot of yogurt and I've also now started doing because my vegetable intake is sometimes poor, I do a prebiotic supplement that's been helping me. I eat a lot with my own uh, regularity and whatever. But I have been become interested in skincare and particularly interested in the examination and learning about the skin microbiome and how it's affected and how it can be nurtured. And here come products designed to uh, establish, let me see what they, I'm going to read what they say on the prebiotic shampoo. Rebalance your skin's natural, your pet's skin's natural microbiome. So I was really excited to try these products and to look at the ingredients. And Susie, I'm impressed. 
So first of all, our salon experience has been great. We've used them, not, we've used these products now for a couple of weeks. Um, never had an outcome that I didn't like. Um, a little, maybe a little more softening with the conditioner than I would like on my Bichon. And that's because there's a softening ingredient in there that we'll get to. But basically, they seem to be excellent, just kind of all-round shampoo conditioner. And then I brought the bottles home to look at the ingredients and uh, what they're saying about their product. And it's pretty fun. What I love about iGroom is that their formulator draws upon state-of-the-art human ingredients and incorporates these ingredients into their pet products. So um, this whole prebiotic movement, or we might say uh, caring for the skin microbiome or the skin biome is a, is a new fad and new movement towards skin care. So instead of throwing a bunch of like antimicrobials or, you know, ingredients that kill, kill things on the skin, we're throwing things on the skin that promote healthy, strong, uh, diverse biome and good biotics on the skin, which is a part of a healthy barrier, skin barrier function. Got it? So it's like laying down some groundwork to protect against potential infections and assaults on yes, the skin. Yes, yes, yeah. It's okay. just like strengthening the skin's uh, immune response, strengthening the skin's ability to deal with problems rather than trying to just like solve all the problems. Got it. Do you know what, is that a good way to say it? Yes. So I wanted, so the first thing I looked at, um, of course I looked at the cleansing engine of the shampoo. And in the case of these products, the cleansing engine is um, sodium C14, 16 olefin sulfonate, which we've talked about is an Cleans pretty much like a sulfate, but it doesn't have the bad rap that right. the sulfate has. And then they, they're they using cocamidopropyl betaine and cocamide MIPA. So that's a good, that's a good fundamental cleansing agent. To that, they've added a three-part ingredient for prebiotics, inulin, I-N-U. L-I-N, which is an excellent fiber-derived prebiotic source, lactose and lactic acid. So those things together make, it's not just like they have one ingredient in the shampoo that's a prebiotic. They actually have a prebiotic complex that they've boosted with vitamin A and vitamin B. Now, I'm a little iffy about the vitamin A and the vitamin B, but I recognize the reason that I'm a little iffy about it is that vitamin B is actually a complex of eight different vitamins. So what are they talking about there? Are they just like using the whole complex? 
antioxidant, why don't they say vitamin B complex? Likewise, vitamin A is also known as retinol, and that's a good skin health, helping the skin to regenerate itself, right? In human ingredients, it's used as kind of an anti-wrinkle agent, but that's similarly what it's doing. It's stimulating cell regeneration. So that's rather sophisticated shampoo chemistry for our industry. Wouldn't you say, Susie? I absolutely would say. When would be the appropriate time to choose a prebiotic? Do you choose a prebiotic if the dog's skin is already bad? Well, you can, but really... A single shampoo with a prebiotic, you can't expect a whole lot from that. It's really meant to support the skin health over time. And the more you use it, the better it's going to be. So maybe if you're a regular bather of your dog? So I would say it would be okay. Yeah, I would use it on regular healthy dogs or dogs that just have a tendency to have allergy problems or, you know, seasonal problems, but not necessarily in the moment of a huge flare-up. Got it. That makes sense. But more before the season to start preparing the skin to better be able to deal with allergens that come their way. Now, both the shampoo and the conditioner have a novel ingredient that I had never heard about before. And this ingredient is called saccharide isomerate. Saccharide, is it a sugar? I'm going to read you. I, I looked it up in, from three different places that I trust. And so here's one definition. A 100% natural and plant-derived moisturizer that mimics the natural carbohydrate fraction found in the upper layer of the skin. Man, that is special. And so it... It not only moisturizes, but in fact, making cosmetics, which is one of my sources for ingredient information, they say that saccharide provides hydration to create a moisture reservoir that lasts for 70 hours. That's good. Staying power. So that's staying power. And, um, and there again, it's totally plant-derived, ingredient-based. We like that, too. Yeah, we like that. And we like that it really uh, mimics the human skin. And so I think this is an excellent, you know, it's not a brand new ingredient. It's been in human products for a few years. But this is certainly the first time that I've found it in a pet shampoo. And let me say, the shampoo contains their little complex of uh, botanicals that I consider to be the BS ingredient. Okay, I'll just say that. Now, the preservative. For those of you who might be turned off by most of the regular preservatives that are out there and maybe got scared off of DMDM Hydantoin, these products are preserved with phenoxyethanol, plus ethyl hexylglycerin. So phenoxyethanol has been around a long time. Um, as soon as the parabens were kind of kicked out of the picture, uh, phenoxyethanol... Ethyl- <laughs> <coughs> I'm 
Mm-hmm. I'll say it. I was doing real good. You were. You were rolling. <laughs> Phenoxyethanol was one of the first substitutes or options to parabens, but it had its shortcomings because it wasn't broad spectrum enough to be a really reliable. So they've more recently added ethylhexyglycerin, and that together makes for a nice, comfortable, broad-spectrum, safe preservative for these cosmetics that is novel. It's new to you. Non-formaldehyde-releasing ones? There's yeah, no formaldehyde-releasing, so really quite less toxic. Preservatives are ugly things, and they have to be. They have to be biocidal. They have to kill the nasties that that contaminate your products. Um, But these are, uh, this is really quite a, uh, I'm happy to see this preservative in there. Now, the conditioner, conditioner, uh, contains a an ingredient that I hadn't run into before that is quaternium 91. But it's a clot. So it's a clot. And it's number 91. <laughs> uh, well, that, just So just good. forget about number 89. We're going right to 91. <laughs> no 90, no nothing. Right, right, right. And um, so quaternium 91 is an ingredient that is a multifunctional uh, conditioning ingredient that kind of comes to us via the fabric softening trade, okay? So most of our conditioners really, air conditioners really started off uh, softening clothing and laundry. And this one did too. And it is found here in a combination that I'm not, they're not very clear about it on their ingredient list, but I, I figured it out that it's a quaternium 91 plus behentrimonium methosulfate plus cedaryl alcohol. And that's just an all round, um, fairly new, conditioning ingredient that adds particular softness. So if you like, if you want a conditioner that's going to be really good to soften your dog's hair, this is one to use. If you don't want your hair soft, don't use this one. Okay. Good tip. Okay. Good tip. But, um, I, but basically I'm really impressed with the lineup of ingredients in these two products. A little bit, some of the bullshit factor there, but not enough to diminish the value of the whole thing. And they smell good, too. I was going to say, inquiring minds want to know, want to know. what is the, fla- the flavor of yeah, the I don't. I don't know. Is it floral? Is it fruity? Yeah, is it sweet? Is it complex? It's complex, it's an eye groom fragrance, you know. They're spa-like. Yeah, it's spa-like. It's um, not too overwhelming. I'm smelling it. I've got it on my hair. <laughs> She's smelling her hair. I'm, She's I'm making smelling. a hair mustache. <laughs> it's 
so I can so I can. Well, I don't know how to describe this. I I really meant to um, message Jennifer Lee to see how she would describe this fragrance, but I would say that it's uh, fruity and flowery together, okay. kind of. I know, you what know that. and I not gotta... and not too sweet. It's okay. a, it's a it's a nice fragrance. I like it, um, and I really do like the the moisturizing value of the conditioner. And I use the conditioner as lotion on one of my um, forearms, and boy, it just it just absorbed into my skin immediately. It didn't leave a greasy afterfeel. It didn't. Um, I didn't need to wash it off. It just it just worked just like a really nice uh, leave left a nice dry feel lotion. So uh, that's another possibility that you might be able to use just a dab of this conditioner on scaly, crusty areas of a pet that you groom after you do the whole other thing because it's very lotion-like and it just absorbs right into the skin. Cool. Okay, one more break. We love our sponsors, like Show Season. Let me tell you about my favorite Show Season products. True Tearless is a hypoallergenic, scent-free shampoo that really cleans and never, ever leaves a fragrance. Pair it with the Hypo Conditioner and you have a winning, smell-free combination. Results Rinse is an after-bath rinse that lightly conditions and protects without adding any weight to scissored coats. It aids in drying time and it helps with brush-outs, too. Show Season carries Barbara's Essential Oil Blends and Mellow Pet Shampoo, Blueberry Products, Delicious Colognes, Hemp Products, a Feline Line, Spa and Natural Options, and so much more. You can find Show Season animal products at all shows and through lots of distributors like Cascade Grooming Supplies. And you can check out all their products at their website, thebestpetshampoo.com, or call 678-382-0218. Make every season a show season. Also available at uh, Groomers Mart. Oh, yes. We love Groomers Mart. And why do we love Groomers Mart, Barbara? Because they sell my book. Yes. And this is the best. God, you know, I wish I had hooked up with Allie Franklin a few years ago because this printing is an upgrade of the book. It's the same information, but the paper quality is, it's all glossy paper. The text just pops out at you. It's really um, a much improved product. And it makes my, my material just come alive. <laughs> so you can go to Groomers Mart, buy my book, pick up some show season. I love the show season bright shampoo and the show season hypo conditioner. Uh, it's a real hypoallergenic conditioner. They're hard to find that have good conditioning value and no smell and no smell. And you can even you can even make it an even better conditioner by adding a shot of diluted uh, Best Shot Max. There's a combination. Way to plug both sponsors. I like it. Yeah, way to plug both sponsors. Okay. Look out. Here it comes. It's your mobile moment. 
When you're a mobile groomer, you gotta have power. Power is what makes everything work and making those power choices can be difficult. And I wanna talk today about using a shore power cord. But we'll start out with the th two other options. So you've got a generator option where you're using combustion engine like your car engine to create electricity. Or a lot of the newer vans coming out have an inverter system. An inverter system uses batteries that then get charged during the day. The thing about inverters is you don't have quite the same power levels. So you have to watch your charging of your batteries and things like that. But the one that I use the most often, and I, I would say 96% of the time, I am a shore power cord girl. I'm gonna use my client's power because why would I wanna pay for gas? That's just crazy talk, man. But people shy away from shore power cords because they think people think it's not as professional. And I don't seem to have any problem with anybody thinking it's not professional. As a matter of fact, they ask me what I need and I say I've got to plug into some powerful power. I'm a power hog, but other than that, that's all I need. They always offer me the hose. Do you need the hose? Nope, carrying my own water, just need the power. So it's important to choose the right cord. I have a tendency to chew up and spit out cords every year because I'm hard on them. I recommend a yellow jacket cord because they seem to last longer than the other ones do. I have a 100-foot cord because you never know how close to the house you're going to get. With a 100-foot cord, you can pretty much get to a house from a driveway unless it's one of those mega mansions, which they have plugs everywhere outside, so you can always find somewhere to park for them. But the only place I have problems with shore power is assisted livings or apartment buildings. I don't do a lot of apartment buildings. I do an occasional one. And really older houses in the Seattle area that have bad wiring. There's a few of them. But the trick is to know where A, the electrical circuit box is, and B, how to locate a 20 amp power outlet. That's the key because if you wanna run your K92, and I do run a K92 every day, you need to have 20 amp power outlet. It's all about math and how many amps you can balance to get the power you need for your dryer. A K92 is 17 or 18 amps. So that's taking the majority of your power. So nothing else on. No air conditioning, no other dryers. You can have lights or radio because neither of those draw very much. That's it though. You just want to do that. Um, very important to note, never flip both motors of your K92 on at the same time. No matter what your wiring is, it's a bad move. It causes an electrical surge and it's not helpful. And if you're in an older house or they may not have great wiring in their box, you could even pop a circuit that is supposedly a 20 amp circuit if you pop both of those on at the same time. You wanna choose a 15 amp plug to have the most access to the power. A 15 amp plug is the one that has the round ground and then the two flat plugs on the side. That actually is built to carry 20 amps if you get the right one, but it is a 15 amp configuration on the plug. Then you need a 12 gauge electrical cord. 12 gauge, 15 amp plug. With those two things, 100 foot cord, you're good to go. I hang a hose reel on the outside of my trailer so that I can just loop the cord off and loop it back on. And then it keeps my OCD happy because I can count how many wraps I have. <laughs> and I can look at a house and say, oh, that's 15 wraps and unwrap 15 wraps, walk over to the house and plug it in. So 
a little bit confused because you're going to want 20 amp thing, but you're suggesting the 15 amp plug. The 15 amp plug refers to the configuration of the plug and not how much power it can handle. The gauge of the cord is what's going to dictate your power. But if you're seeking a 20 amp outlet, isn't it going to have that funny configuration? Nope. That requires a 20? A 30 amp outlet has the funny configuration. Okay. Or the 20 amp for your dryers. They may have a different type of plug, your, your house dryers, you know, clothes dryers. But you're able to use in a house, for instance, this is a tip on how to locate a 20 amp plug. Things in your house that use more than 15 amps are hair dryers, toasters, and microwaves, dishwashers, washer dryers, refrigerators, and freezers. Those things are located in kitchens and in bathrooms primarily. Now, sometimes in the big houses, they have RV plugs outside, or if you're crazy about your Christmas lights, you might have 20 amp outlets outside. It's not as common. Often they have 15 amp outlets outside. But the 20 amp outlet that you use to run your 18 amp hair dryer, your plug is just a two flat plug. So you're getting over 15 amps out of that configuration. It was very confusing to me at the first, very confusing. Now, if you've got a wagon tails, you've got a 30 amp cord, you're gonna need an adapter to go into a house. You have to have an adapter to go into the regularly configured 15 amp type outlets. 15 amp type outlets that put out 20 amps. So if you go to the circuit box and you open the circuit box, if they're labeled, which is helpful, you can actually correlate the 20 amp outlets, which will say 20 amps on them, on their little switchy things. And they may actually tell you where they are. So that's pretty helpful. If you can open up the circuit box and look and say, oh, there's a 20 amp outlet in the garage, go right there. Boom, you plug it right in, you know where it is. The garage is off in these days at 20 amps. Absolutely. Power tools. Or, yeah, power tools. Refrigerators, freezers. If there's a freezer or a refrigerator on the circuit that you're going to use though, you're gonna to need to unplug it so it doesn't cycle on while you're using your dryer and then you'll have to blow everything and have to come inside and stop what you're doing and flip the circuits. So look for those circuits. And if you're in your trailer or your grooming van and you flip on the first motor of your K92 and then flip the second motor on and your lights dim, you're in a 15 amp outlet. It's a good indication right there. You need to go uh, lightly. And you can actually run a K92 on the 15 amp outlet until it gets warm and then switch to one outlet or to one motor and it's only drawing half that. And then you can dry the dog with one motor and it'll already be a little bit warm if you're in a pinch. Anyway, most of the ladies at the house will know where the circuit box is, but will not know how to open it up and figure out which outlets go to which circuits. But if you do happen to pop a circuit, go back to that box and run your finger down it and you should be able to feel one out of line and then just flip it over and back. I also like to check and make sure that nobody's vacuuming on the central vac that happens to be plugged in in the garage because that's usually where they are. So you gotta kind of play that stuff by ear. But you can always go into the kitchen, let them know not to run the microwave if you're on the same circuit, if it looks like you might be next to the, or the toaster if you might be next to that. But there's always 20 amps in the kitchen. I actually carry a little bit extra cord just in case. 
so that if I'm really close and I can't quite reach a laundry room or the kitchen or a bathroom, then I've got a little bit extra cord in the back of my trailer to reach just that little bit extra far. But I rarely find a problem. And I've certainly never had anybody complain about me using the power. No AC though. If you want AC, you're not going to be plugging into people's houses. That's my final thought. Okay, Barbara, that's it. We've hit an hour. Woohoo! Woo, we did good. And we're champions. We're champions and we are winners. of the podcast category. Champions, award winners. It's so exciting, and I cannot think of anyone I'd rather be doing it with than you. Oh, and likewise. Likewise. <laughs> and thank you to all our listeners. Our fans. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody. We're so lucky. Our industry. We're so lucky. It is. It's nice to get the recognition. Uh, Yeah. It's nice to get the recognition. Okay. Well, thanks for being here, you guys. Happy grooming. And we'll see you next week on the Groom Pod. Bye, everybody. Take care of yourselves. We love you.